another episode of the Fly and the Wall Show. Man, I'm so happy you made it this far. I would never let fear hold me back ever again. And I got a special guest. This is about to be an amazing conversation. I got the legendary power move maker and shaker. This is about to be an amazing conversation, man. I swear I hear it all like a fly on the wall. But truly, I'm not small. I'm the flyest of all. And this a meeting ground for the blessing profound. The hottest talk show around. You better turn up your sound. Because if you want to be great, you got to learn from the greats. Analyze what they say and avoid their mistakes. If you got what it takes, just give me a call. I'm here to hear it all. It's the Fly on the Wall show. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, man. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, J.R. Lee, a.k.a. Food for Thought. And I'm back for another special, special episode of the Fly on the Wall show. Today is episode 51. Officially, I made it past 50 episodes. Episode 51, and I got a special guest for you guys today. I got my guy, Mr. Flex Eats, man. This is about to be an amazing conversation. If you're a creative, if you're an entrepreneur wanting to get into business, but you don't know where to start, this is going to be an amazing conversation for you guys. Just waiting for my guy, Flex Eats, to tap in. Send me a request, my brother. Shout out to Flex. I see you already in here. Oh man, I see my mom in here. Uh oh, my mom is in here. I gotta keep it. I gotta keep it PG, guys. My mom is in here. Ooh, but yep. Shout out to everybody that's tuning in. Alrighty, oh, this is gonna be a nice conversation. Yo, 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 my, my guy. Boy, what's good, bro? How you doing, bro? How you doing, man? Feeling good, living better. I can't complain. Amen, 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 man. I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in with me today, bro. We had a great conversation yesterday. You know we had to run it back for part two. Yes, sir. Long overdue, bro. Long overdue. Absolutely, absolutely, man. And, you know, just you know, just to kick it off right, man, Mr. Flex Eats, for the people who don't, who don't know who you are, can you tell the people what it is that you do? Uh, so I have my own sauce company. Ooh. I own honey, lemon, pepper, dipping sauce. I own a couple ATMs. I own a vending machine. Uh, I do catering. I run my own brunches. A little bit of everything. All right, man. So we, it's safe to say you're a serial entrepreneur. Yes, sir. I definitely safe to say that. Absolutely, man. So entrepreneurship, man. You know, entrepreneurship is a it's an interesting journey. Sometimes you know we're born into it. Sometimes we're forced into it. Right. Facts. How did you get into entrepreneurship? Uh, my mom. My mom's a real hustler. Um, she's had laundry mat. She's had beauty supply stores. Like my first job, I was like nine ten years old working at a um, beauty supply store like running the cash register doing inventory so it's like my mom she put that into me she like she's a real hustler so i really just mimicked her model and just really went from there so it's always been in me to want to sell something always been in me want to get money and kind of just go from there like my pops wasn't around too much so a lot of the stuff that i seen from her like just working overnight trying to do other businesses. Like, I really got everything from her. So shout out to my dukes. Shout out to the moms that's watching this. Shout out to the moms. It's so <laughs> funny, bro. My mom actually just tuned in. It's the first time I see my mom in my live. So it's so <laughs> funny, ironic that you said that, man. So shout out to all the moms. My mom definitely taught me how to hustle, man. And by the way, just to ask, where's your mom from? My mom's from Jamaica. <laughs> so my family's Jamaican. <laughs> yeah, I already know, man. You know Jamaicans, man. I feel like Jamaicans are brand. Bro. Always got bro. seven jobs, right? Always, bro. Always, always a hustlers, 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 man. And so, man, and so your mom, right, she got you into entrepreneurship from a mm -hmm. very young age. Now, 
when you started entrepreneurship, was it something that you just did, like you didn't have a job or were you working a job and then you, you know, you eventually quit your job? Uh, so with the Flex Eats, I had a job for the longest. Like I've literally been, so before I even get into Flex Eats, before I got this, I had a clothing line. Uh, so in school, I was selling candy. Like senior year, I think I made like $1,500 off selling dollar fruit snacks. Mm -hmm. So from there, I kind of sparked it up. Then I started thinking about what else I could do. Then I came up with my clothing line. Um, the clothing line, that didn't go too good, but I'm kind of glad it didn't. Like we talked about last night, it kind of helped, you know, shape where I was going. And I really just hopped in from there. Like I always had that hustler spirit. I hated working a nine to five and being locked down, bro. Right. That's amazing, bro. Definitely, bro. Sometimes you just got to make that decision and jump, right? Bad. So like we spoke last night, man, and you said that you started Flex Eat pretty much in 2019. Mm -hmm. You were self-taught. You didn't really know how to cook and you taught yourself how to cook, right? Yes, sir. Since then, you've done some amazing things. Like you got, I believe you got flown out to LA, right? To, yeah, that's my first book, and I got flown out to LA last year. Want to talk a little bit about last year? So, like a year into it, your first Yeah, book. like a year into it. So, honestly, it was last year, November. Uh, crazy enough, like I've been selling plates so much, and one of my customers pulled up on me, and he had a Maserati. So, it's like, I already know, like, I, most of my customers, I'll see the cars and stuff, but I'm like, okay, so this, he must have some type of money. Yeah. So, one day, uh, when COVID started, it's just like November, he had called me. He's like, yo, I want you to cook for my birthday. And I'm like, bet, let me know, whatever, whatever. Um, he's like, I'm in L.A. So I was just like, okay, I'm thinking he's coming to Orlando. He's like, nah, bro, I want to fly you out to L.A. So I, I was like, bet. So, bro, when I say it took a five-minute phone call, as soon as he zelled me the cash, I bought my ticket. Bought me and my girl ticket. We flew out there. Um, It was lit. I spent the... Uh, it was almost like a week. We were in Hollywood Hills, nice vibe. I met Cash Page that weekend. Like, I got to be around, like, other entrepreneurs. Cause, like, the people that were in the house, one of them owned a shoe store. A lot of them do trading. And to be honest, they were two, three years younger than me. So me, me getting booked in L.A., I needed that energy, and I needed to see other young people just, you know, buzzing and popping like that. So that's probably one of my most favorite bookings. Like, it was such a vibe, bro. And you said something very important. You was around that energy with people energy. like younger than you, people more successful than you, doing things at a higher level, right? How Man. important is it to surround yourself around that type of energy? Man, you can't sharpen iron with a piece of wood. Ooh, a, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You got to say it again. <laughs> say that one more time. That's a bar. That's a bar. Say it again. You can't sharpen iron with a piece of wood. That's Ooh. all I got to say, man. Iron sharpens iron. So if you're not around people that's like motivating you and pushing you, especially with me, I'm a Pisces, so like, I go by like what I can, so like a fish, when you put a shark in a tank, you put a shark in, let's say you put a shark in this glass, right? The shark's yeah. only gonna grow to this glass, but if you get a big ass container, a 10 gallon tank, the shark is gonna grow to what, you know, to the size of the tank. And that's how I think the mind is. The fact that I was around people, bro, when I say 21, one of the dudes owned a, sh a sh whole shoe store off of um, Melrose Ave. So it's like, they're popping and they, you know, they doing everything. I'm looking at the cars they're driving, wearing the hills, nice view. And everyone's younger than me. I'm like, nah, man, I got to boot up. Like, it just pushed me. Like, some people, I realize they'll hate when they see shit like that. Me, it motivates me. It's like, all right, bet. I'm in the right rooms. Like, if you're so the was possible. Person, exactly. If you're the richest person or the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Absolutely, absolutely. There's another quote that says, if you're the smartest person in your circle or something like that, you don't have a circle, you have a cage. Basically. <laughs> you know what I'm fact, saying? Bro. Absolutely, man. And so that's powerful, right? So a year in your first booking, right, you actually got flown out and was able to have this major experience, right? Mm -hmm. And when you first started, 
you, you like you said that you have to kind of teach yourself and get better, right? So yeah. can you talk a little bit about the importance of just trying, just getting started? Because you know, as entrepreneurs, the hardest thing is to just get started. Yeah, that's honestly the main thing. Like when I started doing sauce, right? My sauce was called Smoke Some Barbecue Sauce. I tried a couple of different recipes, figured it out. The first day I launched my sauce, I didn't know how to use a grill. Like I still have footage. I didn't know how to use a grill. Didn't really know much. Like I knew about cooking, but I didn't really, I wasn't lit with it yet. So you really just got to try everything. Like keep trying, keep trying. Like my first pan of mac and cheese, I made it. I'm like, why is this shit coming? It's not hitting like I don't need it to. But, and like we talked about last night, if you don't try and you don't fail, you're not going to learn the right formula. So that's what really helped me out was just trying, failure. I think I fucked up maybe like 10 pans of mac and cheese before I actually got it right. Um, I used to burn everything. Till this day, I'm still learning stuff, but I used to burn <laughs> certain food. My wings, they wasn't hit like how they are now. So it's really just trial and error. And that's a continuous process that'll never stop. You continuously have to try new shit to get yourself to expand and think about stuff. Absolutely. Now that's a bar, right? And so, you know, bro, you're, you're ultimately, you're a businessman. You're not just a chef. You're a businessman, right? You know, when I first got started into entrepreneurship, the first thing I started doing as well was selling food. I had mm -hmm. a, I had a company called Soulful East. I was selling plates, right? Mm -hmm. When I first started, I wasn't the one cooking the food. I didn't want to be the one in the kitchen. I wanted to just be the one that's connected. I wanted to handle the business, but then you know, me and some of my partners separated. And I was like, I don't want to just stop. I want to keep cooking, right? And so I forced myself to cook. When you first started, was it, did you, did you want to do the business part or did you want to be the one in the kitchen? I just wanted to get money. I just want, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I love food. I know that if you can make, so like they say, the way to a woman's heart is your stomach. The way to anybody's heart is your stomach. Absolutely. Their stomach and like how you're making them smile. So I figured, if I can figure out a way to pop, because I have, like I said, I have my sauce company. I'm like, damn, in order for me to sell you a sauce, you kind of have to try some food. It's kind of like me trying to sell you rap or sell you weed and, you know, you want to smoke it and try it, but I don't have no rap. So almost like that. So when I put that in perspective, I'm like, I have to figure out how to build a demand to do it. Um, but I was really more so doing it for the business aspect. Like, I was a businessman before I was a chef, because before I come into this, I had my clothing line. So I didn't know shit about cooking. I just know as a kid, I wanted to be a chef, but I didn't get to pursue that dream. And now is the time to kind of start trying shit and going from there. Right. Now, that's facts. That's facts, man. You know, and so being this business mind, right, you started venturing into other forms of business, right? So you spoke about having vending machines and ATMs. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that and how you got started into those, those ventures? Uh, when it comes to that, so the vending machines and ATMs, random as fuck. Uh, the thing I love about cooking, so you have certain chefs that do just catering bookings, right? So they'll get like, let's say five clients a month. When you sell plates, I'm doing single plates. I can meet 30 different people in one day. So that's right. the best thing about it is building your network. So I, ha I used to do brunch uh, downtown. I still do brunch at different locations. But when I started doing brunch, I noticed they didn't have an ATM. So I was like, hmm, I just seen an opportunity. And Google did, bought a course, and really just hopped into it. The reason why I hopped into it, I had my savings account just sitting there, and I seen other people getting money, like, you know, through the pandemic, and I'm like, damn, like, I need to start, start working for assets. That's the problem. As millennials and young people, we're not supposed to work for cash. We're supposed to work for assets. Use the money to purchase the assets, because the value of the dollar goes down. Money isn't worth shit, but your assets still hold and retain its value. So once I learned that model, I uh, bought the ATM course, Got a mentor. Uh, he plugged me and everything. Ended up purchasing the ATM. I really just hopped into it. 
Same thing with the vending machine. It's a black-owned gym in Orlando. I'm like, damn, there's really no food spots around here. These dudes are going to want to get food when they leave the gym. Let me get a vending machine. So a lot of the shit I, I hopped into is really just off of five hours on Google and enough trust and confidence that I had the right mind to be able to, all right, I think this is a good location. You really got to trust yourself because if you're just a random person, I'm a random ass person trying to buy an ATM. It sounds crazy. Like, oh shit, like you're about to buy an ATM. As long as you do the proper research and you trust in yourself, just got to just try shit. Like worst case scenario with the ATM, I figured if the ATM didn't do good, I can sell it. That's like the worst case scenario. I could always resell it back because they hold their value. Absolutely, man. And what some people don't know is for the vending machine, I believe it was the vending machine, right? Uh -huh. You actually got the location before you got the physical vending machine. Both times. My ATM, Both times. I had the location two months in advance before I even bought the ATM. So I don't work. I don't like to work backwards, right? right. I realize rich people, if I would have buy a vending machine or ATM and not have a location, this is how it would have played out. I would have spent fifteen to 2500 right? I would have bought it. It would have been sitting here. I would have been looking for locations. Each day that goes by is a day that my money is not making me no money. So to me, that didn't make sense to purchase it before. What I did was, I'm going to show you guys how to finesse. Uh, with the ATM shit, I was like, hey, I have five ATMs. I'm working on blah, 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 trying to plug myself. In his head, he trusts me enough to put an ATM at his spot. Same shit with the vending machine. I was like, yeah, I have my vending machine shitting in storage. You know, let me, I want to try to get more locations. The same thing, I ended up bringing it out. It always makes sense to find your buyer. Like anytime you're selling a product, find your market and your buyer first before you start a product. That's like the first rule of business. Figure out who you're gonna sell to. So I just took that same concept with the ATM and vending machines, found the location first, then I plugged it. So that way I'm not sitting 30, 60 days, my money's not doing that for me. So anytime you're doing something, you wanna launch something, figure out who you're gonna sell to. Figure out who you're gonna sell to first. Find your market first, exactly. and it goes to just like it goes. That that's the same in every every type of form of business, even with food. Getting pre-sales, right? You know who you're cooking for first, right? Exactly. Right, and you said something very important, man. You said when you first got started, man, you did something, right? So the, something that successful people understand and rich people understand is that money is a tool. Money is something to be used to, you know, to fund whatever it is that you want to do, right? Mm -hmm. So you said that you were able to buy a course. You got mentorship. So a lot of people, they don't want to pay for, you know, someone else's experience. they rather just, you know, someone tell them what to do. How do you feel about mentorship and paying for courses and paying for knowledge? So look at it like this, right? You can spend, so shout out to my boy, BCM Brinks. Y'all go tapping with him. He just texted me, so I'm talking about him. But he, he basically told me this, right? He said, you can go to school, and it makes sense. But I don't, I don't say I don't believe in college, but college doesn't make sense unless you're going to be a, lock, a doctor, a lawyer, a fucking scientist, anything where you know you're going to make money. It's good for the experience. That's yeah, it. good for the experience. But you're going to spend $40,000 on a college experience, right? Half of the people that go to college don't even make back what, you know, what they spent on their student loans. Right. So if you spent $40,000, like let's say you know a millionaire, right? He has a million dollars. Let's say you give him 40K. Show me everything you know. Show me how to do this, right? That 40K investment can take you to a whole nother level. If you find a mentor that's someone that you trust that'll provide you good knowledge, invest in your education. Your investment of yourself, your success is going to be your dividends from that investment. Absolutely. Um, I agree 100%. And also, shout out to the um, boy, Brent. I've seen him in the comments as well. Sure. I checked out his page before, man. So speaking about him, 
you know, being just being a human being in general, right? We have something called credit, and credit is very important. I'm still working on fixing minds, right? Uh -huh. How important is credit in your line of business? Uh, right now, it's like the main thing. Like, the main reason why my clothing line failed was because of lack of capital. Because as you know, clothes, you know you have a brand. Clothes yes. are expensive. So when you're ordering from Alibaba, and they're talking about 500 pieces at 20, 50 a pop, that's a, a lot of capital. So I was watching something the other day. When you use credit, there's no liability. Like, don't use your money for an investment. Use other people's money. And that's how that's how the rich stay rich. Like, they'll go pull a loan, use other people's money, and they kind of go from there. Right now, I'm working on my business credit. I signed up for my guns. I got a net 30. What I'm trying to do is get this funded so I can get up in Publix and stuff like that and produce it on a large, mass scale. But credit is very important. If you have a company, you have a business, apply for a credit card. If you can take out 500 or use 500 of their money, not your money, that's like the best thing you can do. And I didn't know that. I wish a lot more people would have told me that because yes. I, once again, I was working backwards with the clothing line. I'm working a nine to five, right? And I'm using my nine to five money to buy into a clothing line and the shit doesn't sell. It's like, I'm stuck with all these clothes versus if I'm, it's on a credit line, it doesn't sell. I still have to pay it back, but I still not all at once and stuff. So. Credit is major right now. If you're if you don't have credit or you don't believe in credit, you guys need to run it up and get you a credit line, man. It's real easy. It's a real simple process. You spend money, you pay back the money. You spend money, you pay back the money on time. It's really all it is. You spend money, you pay it back. It's really simple. Yeah, facts, facts, fella. I have a lot of people in the comments saying they pride of you, bro. You're the Thank big you. I appreciate homie, that. man. I, I do this shit for y'all. I appreciate you guys. Facts, 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 man. And so, man, serial entrepreneur, right? So you have your sauce company, mm -hmm. right? Vending machines, right? ATMs. Yes, sir. Catering, right? You just started a brand new company, right? Liquor infused ice cream. You want to talk about that? Like, how did you get the idea for that? Shout out to my boy Brinks once again. So uh, the when I first met Brinks, right? Brinks. Yeah, I got to work with Brinks. <laughs> <laughs> Brinks put me on to this, uh, this liquor called... Uh, what is it? It's called Screwball. It's a peanut butter whiskey, and I fucked with it. And one day I was on Twitter, and they made a Screwball ice cream. So mm. I'm like, hmm. So I sent it to him. He's like, oh, we can do this shit ourselves, just jokingly. And I was laughing it off, and like, we got to order some. Then we went, I think we went to a park or something, seen an ice cream truck, and we made another joke about it. And then me, I, really, I did the research on ice cream. I'm like, damn, ice cream, it's a low, it's low cost. Everyone loves ice cream, even if you like mm -hmm. sauce. You love ice cream. I don't care what you say. You like fucking ice cream. <laughs> so you deal with the, the pain later. I'm like, I did the math. I'm like, everything's low cost. It doesn't cost that much to start up. I made a first sample batch. People liked it. You know, it was, it was all right. I was like, fuck, I need another ice cream machine. So we spent like 400 on this um, ice cream machine with a compressor in it. Got a new batch recipe and started running the batches. And I realized like, damn, the shit is good. The name is fire. Why not do it? And I, th I thought about it. I'm like, the worst case scenario, I can look back and tell my grandkids, your granddaddy had an ice cream company back in the day. Like, you know, I really thought about the worst case scenario. Like, I'm going to learn how to make ice cream in the process. So even if it doesn't sell or whatever the case is, I now have, I can either add it to my kid her menu. Like, I, it was, wasn't, it was just a good idea. It was no reason for me not to do it. But pretty much with you, bro, no idea is a dumb idea. As long yeah, as you man. can you see it, try it, you it out. Do, just got to try it. 
Absolutely, and man. And on top of that, I thought about it like this. How many black entrepreneurs do you know selling liquor infused ice cream? First of all, I don't know nobody that knows how to make ice cream. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Forget selling it. I don't know nobody that knows how to make their own ice cream. Exactly. Then review. So that's that's a plug right there, man. That's dope, bro. That's, that's dope, bro. And so, wow, bro. And so, man, you've been able to do some amazing... We talked about manifestation last night, you know, briefly, mm -hmm. right? And you've been able to do some amazing things. Like, you first booking, you was able to fly, be flown out, be flewed out to L.A., right? You and your girl, you know, a private booking, right? You've been able to cater for the baby. You've been able to cook for so many different people, right? Yes, sir. How, you know, even getting your food to Rick Ross, right? How important is it for you to connect with people and to network? Honestly, it's, it's, it's very important. Uh, I'm working on that myself. Like, I know a lot of people, but I kind of have to force myself to kind of like, like even you, you've been hitting me up. It's been, what, two, three weeks? We're just not having on. It's yeah. really important to network with people. And that's why I like to sell place because, if I didn't sell plates, I wouldn't have met Brinks. If I wasn't mm -hmm. selling plates, I wouldn't have met the dude who flew me out to L.A. Ooh. The more people, I look at it like this. If you're a chef and you do caterings and stuff, that's cool. But not everyone needs a booking. Some people just want one plate. So the fact that I get to meet, like, I can meet 30 to 50 different people in one day is very important. Like, the reason why I was able to cook for the baby was because I was selling plates. I ended up linking up with somebody. They started plugging me. So networking your network is your net worth like you already know bars. how that shit goes bro it's bars. mad important bars bars man and you know the journey for to success you know it's a journey it's a long journey sometimes it can be a lonely journey but it's only lonely because the more you elevate right you start mm -hmm. to grow you start to you know believe in certain things sometimes you know people fall off sometimes i'm not gonna say you cut people off sometimes you have to cut people off but sometimes people just drop off right on your journey on, on your journey elevation right to success have you felt like people have you know dropped off or did you have to cut anybody off oh man i'm not gonna lie to you guys so i was supposed to go to atlanta last i went to atlanta last october right I bought my boy a ticket. He does video, or my, my old home, my former friend, my former associate. I bought oh, him a ticket to come to Atlanta with me. Uh, I was going to pay for him to stay. All he had to do was uh, do two interviews with me and um, kind of help me cook. So I was supposed to go out there. I hit him up three days before. He was dubbing me and hit me back. And then the day we went out there, he hit me up. So I had to block him and cut him off. Um, I also cut my cousin off, but... It really wasn't her fault. We just now started talking back from October up until like this week. Actually, we just now mended the, the situation. I just got over it. But yeah, man, I cut some people off. Like those were the first two that I cut off. Um, but I cut them off because I felt like they went against the brand. Him not coming to Atlanta to help me cook, it threw off so much shit because if I needed him there, I would have been fucked. Thank God my girlfriend came with me. But if I needed him there, I would have been fucked. So after I felt like he went against the burning, he wasn't for me, I cut him off. And something in me just made me go harder because of that shit. It was like, all right, bet. Y'all went against me. Not even intentional. It may have been like, an, it may have not have been intentional on his end, but yeah. because of that one situation, you weren't reliable, whatever the case is, I had to let that shit go. But it happens all the time, bro. Like, I can't really, I can't really hang around people that aren't really doing stuff for themselves because it's like everyone wants to ride my coattail. And the way I look at it, like you said, if you're the richest or smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So yeah. a lot of the friends that I have, it sounds bad. A lot of friends that I have that aren't doing anything with their life, whatever the case is, I had to cut them off, man. That's just how it is, though. That's definitely how it is, man. And, you know, you said something important, man. 
you said your girl was there for you, man. Shout out to all the strong black women. women. Support. Shout out to the black women, right? You know, how important is it to have a partner that supports your dreams and your goals? I'm not gonna lie to you, man. You gotta have that shit, like, shout out to her, because if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here. Like, that's where a lot of people get shit fucked up. If you, if you don't have somebody there riding with you, it's tough, because even if, let's say if I was single doing it, right? My boy is not finna stay up with me bottling sauce and help me cook. As much as they want to call you your brother and shit, if I'm like, hey, bro, I need your help cooking. If you can't pay your homeboy, he's not going to come help you. It was times when my girl was doing shit for free just because it's me. But if it's like, I'm like, hey, Jerry, come out with me, bro. I'm not going to pay you shit, but I need you to do this. You're going to be like, nah, I'm good. So it is a lot easier when you do have somebody rocking out with you and have a good support system. That's really important. Especially because, like, as an entrepreneur, it's going to be days where you're going to be so mentally fucked up that you can't see anything outside of your clouds. So you kind of have to have somebody on the outside looking in to kind of guide you and help you out with that. Absolutely, absolutely, bro. And, you know, while we're on here, I can't help but notice the chain. It's pretty icy, right? And I seen somebody say, you better marry Shorty. Oh, you know the vibes, man. You know I'm going to bust it down. Bust I think down. I remember you getting, like, a jewelry sponsorship or something like that. You know what I'm saying? You going to get the ring from there? <laughs> yeah, man, definitely. So, yeah, I do. I ended up partnering with uh, Coco's Custom Charms. It's a black-owned jewelry company. Uh, they basically, they do anything custom. They saw what I was doing. I like their jewelry. I just wanted to support. So they sent me this nice little Cuban link. Thing <laughs> about it is, I don't even wear this that often. It's really just like that. It's like a Grammy, like, hey, I have course, it, I course. really don't wear it that often. You know how to give you the nice little plug? <laughs> I appreciate you, bro. Shout out to Coco's Custom Charms. I appreciate you guys. And thank you. I'm waiting for some more shit to come in the mail, man. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, man. And so, bruh, you know, the sky is the limit for you, man. You know, you also, you also, you know, started working at, you know, with working with Rolling Loud, right? Yes, sir. You want to talk a little bit about that and how you got your your wings on their menu? That's dope, bro. So I'm not going to lie to you. With the Rolling Loud shit, and thank you for that. With the Rolling Loud shit, my boy Buddha, he called me. He was like, yo. Uh, Ron Lyle's going to do a restaurant, blah, 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 looking for chefs. Are you interested? But, like, I didn't know it was going to happen so quick. I thought he meant, like, three, four months. I was like, all right, whatever the case is. I turned the job down at first, right? I'm mm. like, I didn't need a job, bro. I'm, I'm, part, I'm one of the hottest do a lot. in the city. So it's like, I really didn't need the job. So I was like, ah, I'm good. Then a week later, he was like, yeah, I, my other boy turned it down. Do you still want it? This one I was in, I think it was right before I went to L.A. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to take it. So I ended up taking it, he ended up plugging me, I got the job, and the day I got the job, because like the thing is, anytime I take an opportunity, I look at the leverage that I can possibly have. So even though I didn't want to work a nine to five, I figured I stay there, I get in good graces, you know, I just be myself, eventually they'll, they'll want to support me. So that's how it happened. And that play, the sauce was supposed to be on the menu realistically in April when I first, or May when I first started working there. I just didn't give them the bottles until recently. But this play, once again, has been in motion for the last 60 days, like 60 to 70 days. Um, and it's just been great, bro. Like, I'm so blessed. Like, I'm smiling right now because I appreciate y'all. I'm just so fucking blessed to be here. But that happened because I'm the owner. One day was in the kitchen chopping it up. I told him I had a sauce company. I let him try the sauce. He loved it. And I just been in his ear like, hey, can we get on the menu? Hey, can we get on the menu? And I made him make me a promo code. So when people order food, they use my promo code. And I did that to kind of flex my muscle a little bit. Absolutely. To show them that I have people out here that support me. Let's get it shit on the menu. So 
Um, I want to say, was it two weeks ago? I dropped the sauce off. He just hit me back. He's like, hey, I put it on there. And really going from there, that I honestly made Black history because that's their first restaurant, right? There's no other Black chef with their sauce on Roll Out's menu. And that's my first restaurant that my sauce has ever made it on. That's the first, like, actual lock-in. So definitely made Soldier Black Boy. Soldier Boy, where you at, Soldier Boy? I'm the, I'm the first the chef first. to do it. <laughs> <laughs> No, man, that's amazing, bro. I salute you, bro. That's, that is amazing, bro. Like, those are the type of blessings, bro, that you're going to look back a year from now and be like, damn, bro, I really did that. I'm only two years in. You know what I'm saying? Some people quit. Some people quit, you know, so early. But, you know, you've been able to succeed some of, some of, some of your wildest dreams early on in the mm -hmm. game, man. For that, bro, I salute you, bro. I know your success is it's already ordained. It's already destined, bro. Like, you're going to look back years from now. They'll be like, damn, bro, I really did all this cool stuff, right? Yes, sir. That's the thing. Like, I'm just living out my childhood dreams. My first run loud check, I'm about to frame that shit. Absolutely, man. At the end of the day, we're the flagship. Like, even if they open up 10 more restaurants, we're literally, like, the OGs. So, like, 10 years from now, this shit gets booming. I can, like I said, I can tell my grandkids, like, yeah, your yeah. granddaddy was the first chef for this major company. Absolutely, man. And, you know, I'm not going to hold you too much, bro, but I just have one more question for you, What's bro. Good? So... Let's say there's a kid out there, right? Or let's say it's younger Flex out there, right? Uh -huh. Younger Flex out there, man. And, you know, he got this dream, bro. He want to be this super business mogul, you know, the next, you know, Diddy, the next, you know, whoever, 50 Cent. But, you know, people around him laughing at his dreams, telling him that that, that should not going to happen. Like, what is something that you would tell younger you or somebody else that has this dream? Um, the younger me, I would just tell the younger me to try everything. Uh, don't listen to what the naysayers say, and you're never too. It's never too late. Sometimes, mm -hmm. like as you get older, you feel like it's kind of too late to do shit. So, literally, just try everything you can to figure out where you want to go and um, do what you want to do, man. Like life is, you know what I'm saying? Like life is is literally what we make it. Like what literally it. what we make it. So anything you want to do, anything you want to pursue, I just tell people do it. There's kids that's 12 years old, like the little seven-year-old Ryan. He's making M's. He's making M's from opening videos. Now, imagine if he had a parent that was closed-minded and said, oh, mm -hmm. you know how black you know how black friends are sometimes. Like, oh, Trust you know, me, I know. You don't need to be opening no, no, no toys on YouTube. That ain't going to do nothing for you. Yeah. yeah, he's making M's really just some unboxing shit. So you're never too young um, and just stay focused. There's another trader. I think he's like 12 years old. He's making M's trading stocks and currencies and stuff like that. The future, man. The, the, the children are the future. So, and that's all I'm doing. I'm literally living out all my childhood dreams. I wish I would have learned this like a lot earlier. So that way I could have been popping. But timing is everything. And I'm just so blessed that everything's playing out how it is, bro. Absolutely, man. You just got to trust the process, bro. Believe in yourself. And just take it right. a time, man. You definitely got to trust the process, bro. Absolutely, man. But, bro, I just want to say thank you so much, bro. I'm humble. It was an amazing conversation. Episode thank you, my G. One. Flex Eat, man. I salute you, bro. I'm watching everything you're doing. I can't wait to see you at the tippy top, man. Thank you, bro. Hey, if you ever want to start a podcast, let's lock in and do some shit, bro. I can talk to you all day. So if you ever want to start a podcast, <laughs> just let me know. I'll do hey, reviews if they get me some M's. I've seen somebody asking me that. If they pay them M's, I'll open up any, man, send my way, please. <laughs> ah. Facts, 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 bro. But we gonna definitely, we gonna definitely talk, bro. We, we definitely got a link up. Let me know when you're in Atlanta, man. 
Say less. I'm coming to your city soon. If you guys yeah. want to try my honey lemon pepper dipping sauce, make sure you yeah. tap in with me. Goes great on vegetables, fish, yeah. anything. Tap in with Flex Eats. I appreciate all of you guys. Yeah. Just stay tuned for some more. Hey, you shipping the ice cream or not? Uh, so, yes, that's what I'm working on now. Okay, okay, With the okay. ice cream, though, when I ship it, since it is more expensive to ship, I'm fact. trying to figure out how to sh I'm going to do, like, I want to do four ice creams in one or, like, a mm -hmm. gallon, like, larger Wonderful. sizes. So that way you can order, be straight for a month or two. And I also, we're working on the um, subscription service for the ice cream. So every two, three months, you get you a, you know, new flavor of Scoop of Hullets. Hey, it's the next Master P in the making, y'all boys. Hi. That's the goal, man. Somebody told me I was a Diddy in South Florida a couple years ago. Yo. And I didn't see it, but now it's like, eh, it's coming. Sometimes, bro. It's coming. sometimes other people see it first, bro. Sometimes other people see time, it first. Bro. Absolutely, bro. But well, we're going to definitely talk, bro. Thank you so much, bro. Of course, bro. I appreciate you guys. Y'all stay safe, stay blessed, and, and keep grinding, man. Don't keep grinding and shining, y'all. Facts. Well, everybody. That was episode 51. My boy Flex Eats, man. I made it to episode 51. You know what I'm saying? This was a very important conversation with a young man who just had a vision and a dream. He didn't know how he was going to do it, but he put one foot in front of the other, you know, did his research and made it happen. He made it happen in so many different industries, man. I'm talking about vending machines, ATMs, right? I'm talking about ice cream. The man got his own black-owned liquor-infused ice cream, right? And food, everything. He didn't know what he was going to do. He sought the information. He Googled, got mentorship, right? He bought the courses, got the ebooks, and he just did his things. And of, of course, he asked the right questions, man. So if you got a dream, if you got a vision, all you got to do is try, man. All you got to do is try, man. And guys, I just want to say thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you like what you heard, I'm going to save this video. Make sure you share it with two to three friends. You know, I'm all here every week man i got some amazing conversations lined up for you guys for the rest of the year i mean it's episode 51 this is the fly on the wall show man click the link in my bio if you want to check out episodes 1 through 50 i had some amazing guests before i had the author of rich dad poor dad sharon Lecter. i had evan carmichael right i had the cmo of the atlanta hawks right i have some amazing 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 guests man and it's going to only keep getting better the sky is the limit man if you like what you're listening to, man, click the link in my bio. Check out my website. Check out my merch, man. Food for thought. You know, it's only going up from here, man. It's your boy, J.I. Lee. Thank you for tuning in. Peace.